You're listening to Mark and Kitchen. Follow Ben on Twitter at YoungBenWEEI. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. The Boston Celtics will not play in the East, uh, the in-season tournament championship game. That'll be the Pacers and the Lakers. What does it mean, Kitch? Based on what you saw, what does that mean? Um, it's a real bummer that it's not Celtics-Lakers in the first in-season tournament. NBA Cup. Let's call it the NBA Cup because I hate sure. in-season tournament. That's such mm. an awful, awful name. The IST? Um, the IST. Horrible. Let's just call it the NBA Cup. It really should have been Celtics Lakers, the inaugural NBA Cup. And yes, everyone would have said it's rigged. It's, a, you know, the NBA got what they wanted. They manipulated it to get this the way here. Fine. So be it, whatever. Uh, it, it is a bummer that it is the Pacers. Halliburton's a nice player. You're watching a, you know, a star kind of being born to a certain extent, but it's still the effing Pacers. No one cares. That's the hard part. But it has been a really fun and exciting tournament, basically since the third series of games in the uh, round robin. It's been really fun. It's been interesting. It's brought a lot of juice and a lot of life to the NBA season, which is normally dead at this time of the year. And we're talking about guys, you know, who can now finally be traded after the December 15th deadline. So, it's brought a lot to the NBA and I'll be one. I thought it was kind of silly. I thought it was stupid. You're trying to replicate European soccer with, with no tradition and no history, but I'm, I'm fully bought in. I'm down on Jalen Brown. And (laughs) you know, I, I don't want him to be traded. I just, you know, I watch what good players and, and real impact NBA players do. The type that make all NBA teams, the type that win playoff series, the type that win championships. And I know they haven't, you know, won any of these championships yet. But what I couldn't even begin to envision Jalen Brown doing something akin to what Tyrese Halliburton did the other night to the Celtics and then to the Bucks. I couldn't see that happening. Um, I, I just don't think he can. he's capable of that. To me, Kitch... Chris Dapps Porzingis is the number two on this team. He is the Robin to Jason Tatum's Batman. Now, Jalen Brown is going to have a role, but he is not. He, he, I just don't see it. I don't see the fit. I don't see him fitting now. And he's a great player in spurts at times. I mean, I'll see on Twitter, I get there's a tweet and he dunked or this in the middle of the game. And it's just. One play in the middle of the game or a stretch of plays and he has a great first quarter and he's hot and he helps the Celtics build the lead. I don't know if they can win, though. I just don't know how many different ways they're able to win. Does that make sense? I mean, is that fair at this point? I don't know. They can out-talent you on any given night. And that's a lot of times good enough. But I don't know if Tatum has it yet. I don't know if Brown can do it when it absolutely needs to be done yet. He's so talented, he can put up numbers. Hold on. You know Tatum can come up huge in incredibly important games. Yes, I do. We've seen it. Yes. We've seen it. Sometimes, you you know, you might still have reservations about him taking the last shot. I don't agree, but it's not, you know, unfair of you to have those reservations. But in terms of him showing up in big games, we have plenty of evidence of that. You know, 
50-point performances in a playoff game, 42 in a game six and stuff like that. Like, we've seen those moments. We've yeah, even the game where he didn't play those. well and then showed up at the end against the Sixers. That was a big moment for me and him. Absolutely. You know? We um, haven't seen any of that from Jalen Brown. I still, I still question, not to get on Tatum too much, I still question a little bit of his consistency. Um, but you're right. He has shown enough for me to give, and this isn't even a thing I should say, but to, for me to give him the benefit of the doubt where in big moments I expect him to be at his best, and usually he's a plus player in those moments, usually. Jalen yeah, Brown, and, and- I just I, I don't know why, but a guy like that who got paid the way he did, that was second-team All-NBA, should be able to be more like or do things more akin to what we saw Halliburton do the other night. And it just feels so far away for somebody like Jalen Brown. I just I couldn't see that happening. And that's the thing that worries me. Porzingis, he has the conviction. He has the, I don't know, something about him that, that tells me he's the number two. I feel more comfortable with him and the ball than Jalen Brown in a big spot, down the stretch, big moment, big game. I want Porzingis out there, and I want Porzingis the one, to be the one that the offense is being run through if it's not Tatum, not Jalen Brown. Brown can listen, defend. Listen, you're, you're arguing Porzingis versus Brown. Yes. It's not the right argument because you're right. It's clearly Porzingis. The real argument is who's the third best player on this team? Is it Jalen Brown or is it Derek White? It's da- because I'll be honest with you, it's Derek White. Derek White's the third best player on this team. Because when he's out there, he makes everyone better. Jalen Brown doesn't do that. No. He's a good player. I like Jalen Brown. He's, you know, if the NBA salary structure wasn't so screwy, everyone knows he would not be a max guy. Everyone knows that. He would not be the high, you know, if he is the highest paid best player on a team, the ceiling on that team is pretty effing low. It's a play-in team. It's essentially Bradley Beal with the Wizards, pre-Porzingis, where it's just Bradley Beal. And it's like, this team maybe makes the eighth seed. Probably not. They're probably the 10th team in the conference. That's the reality. We like him because he wears Celtics green. But I'm telling you, if you want to win multiple championships over the next couple of years, you might win one this year with him, but the next couple won't be with him. I can't even begin to explain how excited I am for what this playoff, and I know we're months from it, you know, five months away, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I guess we're approaching four months away. Let's say four months away. But it is, I mean, I, I can't wait to see how this team handles those moments and those situations. Um, I'll, I'll lo- I love the fact that they do own the Knicks. That was good. You know, reestablish some dominance over an up-and-coming team, a team that kind of had your number last year. You needed to do that. Um, now it's sort of the Pacers, that kind, and they're going to have more opportunities to play the Pacers. Uh, and I also, by the way, Kitch, I don't mind the Celtics not – if they weren't all in on this all this tournament thing, this cup, NBA cup, I don't really care. Um, you know, a lot of people have been more into it than me. It really hasn't done much for me. You know, the games are – you know, they're a little bit more interesting, I guess. I still find it more awkward than anything else. I think if you're the the Boston Celtics, 
and you've done what you've done over the last few years and all the heartbreak and all the grinding through the playoffs. And you, you look at this and it's like, I'm, you know, what do you want me to do here? I mean, the playoffs are an absolute grind. They're a marathon. I just don't know if you have the bandwidth or if they're interested in generating the bandwidth to get up for the in-season tournament in December, knowing what they know. That's all. Just talk to Ralph in Cranston. Hey, Ralph. Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, you know, Brown is what he is. Brown, Brown's a good player. He's he's a good player, and he hopefully he fits in well with the team. But you know what? To me, I think it's only a matter of something before he starts getting back into the social issues or something, because he loves that. And that people would start hating him again here, because I don't think there's any, any place for that in sports. And I, I applaud it right now, because he has it. But what I would do with Brown, let, let's be honest. I mean, you guys are right. He's not even the second option, and he's the highest-paid player in the NBA right now. I would try to maybe win one championship with him, and then I've said I would move that contract as, as hard as I can. I mean, Pozingas is making all kinds of money. You have to re-up uh, other people on this team. What's Tatum going to make, too? With, with what Brown Tatum, Tatum's already so accounted for. But, like You've already accounted for Tatum. You know you're going to pay him at the tippy-top. Like That's fine. It's more of those fringe guys. It's the Derek Whites, the Drew Holidays, the Porzingis's that you should be worried about. Yeah, and Holiday's got to be re-upped at some point too. I would move it. You know, he, he's a good. He's not a great player. A great player is is determined by what he does when he's not shooting well and he can't hit it. I mean, Tatum will have uh, all kinds of rebounds at Brown Bowl. So to me, I think he's short term with this team. Move that contract at some point, guys. Could I mention the Red Sox for one second? Yeah, please do. All right. This is exactly how they should not start this offseason. I mean, the Yankees are going after Soto. I mean, look at the acquisitions they've made so far. I mean, you're going to do the same thing Bloom was doing and just wait for the farm system? The, the, to me, the fans deserve so much better. They are paying the highest prices in baseball. That's why, guys, years ago I would have replaced this president and, and, and uh, CEO. I don't like Kennedy. A lot of bad things have happened. You're supposed to be calling the shots on this team and, and controlling it. And and they started. I mean, people are looking at like the trade they made last night. Yeah, we hope he does what he did three years ago. To me, they should have gone out, picked a guy, pay him what it takes to bring him in, like this Japanese pitcher or something. Not turtling around while other teams are signing these guys and doing what they're doing. You know, I just don't like the start of it. Do we have another analytics freak and, and someone like Bloom running this team, they should have made a splash. That's right, my thanks. opinion. They should have made it. They should have went after it right away and show the fans, we're going to give you back what you want. We're going to stop bringing in some stars here and paying them. Thanks for the call, Ralph. And he's right. I mean, Kitch, here's the yep. thing. You can, you can't, maybe you could back in the day. I don't think you can do it anymore. You can't buy championships. Okay. But you can buy relevance basically year in and year out. And the Red Sox aren't even doing that. And they should be. And maybe you have a, enough good players where you buy relevance and that results in a championship because you bring in some really good players that make the team fun and entertaining and relevant. And then you're able to supplement them with the guys that do win the championship. So it might well, start the, with that. Yeah, that that's what's really interesting about Bloom and so far with Breslow. And again, uh, Breslow gets a pass right now. He right. hasn't really done anything yet. Um, and I don't care about trading for Dugo to the Yankees. whoop de do. Um what Ralph said, it, it, it's right. You get the stars in, then you start to build out around them. 
what they've been doing is the wrong approach in trying to find those fringe guys that, you know, are going to be platooning. And, you know, maybe this is the seventh, eighth, ninth guy in the lineup. They've been going after those guys and getting them first. And that inherently limits you when you're looking at the big guys. Because those fringe guys, you can get them for dirt cheap. You can pick them up all the time. You can develop one. Those big name guys, you know, you got to go and spend and get them first and then build around them. Not build out a team and then try and shoehorn a guy into it. Like, we like what Sher- uh, Sh- uh, Schwarber did, but that's ultimately what they did was kind of shoehorned a guy into this team. And they couldn't really figure out what to do with them. I just think they need to do something. The last thing anybody in this city wants in terms of being a fan of the baseball team is to just kind of stand pat and see how it goes and, and you know, shop in the bargain basement or I don't even know. You have to do something that gets people's attention because guess what? The team wasn't good enough last year in any way, shape, or form. Or their offense was good, but their pitching was good. And they ultimately didn't come close to being any kind of relevant. You mm-hmm. have to do something, whether that's elevating the young guys or making them the absolute focal point or going out. Even if it's, the, you know... It can't be Corey Kluber, but you got to no. go out there and you got to go find players. Get Corey guys Kluber in is not having a plan, right? You know it, that's what it, that's what it is. Where's a plan? I need a plan. I want to see a plan it, come to life. Like I think you said something interesting there. It's like either you commit to going to the young guys and building it up, kind of like the Astros did, and they made that commitment and said, "Nope, we're gonna we're playing Altuve, we're playing Correa, we're playing Bregman, we're playing all these guys." Jeremy Pena, we're playing them all as soon as we can and building it up that way. Or you can do the Dodgers. You know, you can try what the Dodgers have been doing, which is spend, 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 spend. Yeah, and I don't think... You've got to have a plan. People can't just keep wishy-washing this. I think they'll be okay, the fans and everybody. If you you can show the fans that you're actually going for it and you're trying and you're go- you know if you don't win it fine you know you went for it you made some big signings the team was more interesting but you can't just sit around on the sidelines like like bloom did you cannot do that and so far it appears that way now you can tell me that the red Sox are in on yamamoto until you're blue in the face i mean i i can hear that all day and night i can watch or look at a million tweets that say that until, until he's wearing red Sox jersey i don't someone. believe it yeah, you got to go get someone. You got to make a signing. And I'm sorry, Tyler O'Neill. While I'm open to it, that doesn't do it. Now that's a small, small start. But I need more. I need a big effort. I need something more than that. You know. But um, but isn't that like isn't the Tyler O'Neill trade because that's what it was? It was a trade. Yeah. Like isn't that kind of frustrating in itself? Because you're like, okay, the guy's 29. We know what he is. He gets an opportunity. He's got some thump. He's a decent right-handed bat. Not great. Decent fielder. You know, won a couple of gold gloves. But shouldn't we play, be playing uh, Rafaela? Right. That's a, that's a type of guy that if the team was set, okay, you could bring take a flyer on a guy. Maybe he stays more healthy with you and has one of his better years with you. That's not a guy that, as we're trying to uh, solidify a new foundation here under Craig Breslow, that's one of the first moves you make. So I'm just not into like, it. Like, Look at the Rays. What have they done? Over, obviously, they can't spend on anyone. They, they can occasionally make a trade for a guy who's cost-controlled, but it's mostly developing, right? Right. And they bring them up and they play them. Right. 
you know, one of the things I think too many teams in Major League Baseball do, and Red Sox are as guilty of this as anyone, if not more so, is playing this arbitration game. And, well, you know, we don't want him to have too many years of service here because then we're going to have to pay sooner than that. No. Get, if you think he's a stud prospect, get him on the field at the Major League level. Get him ready. Get him prepared. And then pay the bill when it comes due. You, Stop that, effing around. It's so good. That's just so good because you're absolutely right. If you have a stud on your hands, okay, there is going to – the chance that you play the stud – too early and bring him up to the major leagues too early and ruin him is so much smaller than the chance that this stud comes up to the major leagues and produces. It's not even close. And the fact that these teams, and I know there's arbitration and all this crap, the fact that they don't get these guys, or at least the Red Sox haven't prioritized getting these guys up there is, is stupid to me. And to just be, handcuffed to these these loser veterans that are way past their prime and washed ridiculous get the kids up that have all the potential that have all the excitement associated with their rise let the fans enjoy it and maybe you can get a few more years out of this stud because if he is a stud he's going to figure out major league pitching sooner rather than later he's going to be able to adapt and and play well that's what otherwise you're constantly retarding his development that's what you constantly do with this. Like, well, he's got to make it through double A to get to triple A. Whatever, however, they, you know, they do it. And it's all dumb. Listen, Kitch. Like, but, but hold on. Triple A is littered with a bunch of 30-year-olds that can't hack it in majors. How am I going to get better against those guys, you know, to, to get prepared to playing major league pitchers when these guys aren't major league pitchers? You're right. And baseball, you know, is a game of failure. And even if you're in double AA, A, triple A, it's still a lot of professional baseball players that have a lot of skill. And even if you're the best prospect that the, that the in Major League Baseball, you're still going to encounter a lot of failure, even at the lower levels. What's that going to do for your projection, your development, and all those things? Why not, if you're going to be a stud and people can see it and know it, put them on the Major League level and let them fail there. I mean, I'd rather have the guy fail at the Major League level than at double, go into a big slump in double A. What's that going to do for his psyche? It's going to happen no matter where you are. You're going to fail because baseball is just too hard. I agree. Get him up to the major leagues. All right. I think we saw baseball. It's good on us. We've got to go to break. Uh, When we get back, rapid fire. This is the Martin Kitchen Show 103.7.